His early dreams were realized when he founded his transportation empire, the Wilford Industries. But his greatest dream was to construct a luxury locomotive cruise line connecting railways of the entire world into one. A circular railway that extends for 438,000 kilometers and completes one circle every year. Impervious to the extreme cold of the Arctic and the scorching heat of the African desert, Wilford's medical train is self-sustaining and possesses the most sophisticated design and advanced technology known. Welcome once again to Happy Fun Time Movie Hour. My name is Eric. Sitting across from me is Arwen. We are the family-friendly podcast that talks about rated R movies and more. And more. So this week, we we are still doing weirder movies. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of a sci-fi movie. It's a dystopian movie. Uh, the planet... Or, or everybody from the that's alive on the planet all fit on a train that's circling the globe. That's the theory, yes. Yeah. The movie is Snowpiercer, 2013, rated R, two hours, six minutes, and you can watch it right now on Netflix. Unless you live in the future, then hello, future people. It's not on Netflix anymore. It might be. This movie has spawned a television series that has not come out yet. It'll be on TBS. Oh, okay. So we won't watch it until it gets on some streaming platform because we're cord cutters. Yep. The director is Bong Joon-ho, who is just won a Best Director, right? I think so. Yeah, for Parasite. For Parasite, yeah. So he's he's big news right now. I didn't even know that when we picked this movie. Mm-mm. No, we, we were watching the credits, and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> that name sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah. Um, starring Chris Evans. Yes, that Chris Evans. America's ass Chris Evans. Jamie Bell, Tilda Swinton, and Ed Harris to wrap that up. And John Hurt. John Hurt. Well, yeah, John Hurt's in it. And, and uh, uh, what's her name? Olivia. Octavia Oct- Spencer. Yeah, I almost there's, called her Olivia There's some Spencer. really good actors in this movie oh yeah yeah i don't know the name of the asian guy but he's Um, pretty much also the co-star of the movie but he's not even billed in the first like eight people kang ho song kang ho song he is on imdb is he yeah okay he's like fifth build um this movie is based on a french graphic novel and i'm not gonna say the name of it because i can't speak french filmed in 72 days Really? Yep. Wow. The plot is an environmental disaster. It's climate happened. change. They they distributed something called CW7 in the air. It froze the earth. Chemtrails. The world froze. Mm-hmm. And all life became extinct. Except people who made it on this locomotive. Yes. Which never stops. And that happened 20 years ago. Yeah. The movie starts off with a date of July 1st, 2014. Okay. And now that's, it's 2031. That's when they did the CW7. Right. And I think it, they said seven years after that is when the locomotive started. Okay. And this, this uh, train goes around the world. And on the same path, yes. every year 
it's a it reaches this spot every year. Mm-hmm. We see that when they go Happy New Year, right? So, the the scene opens up with a guy saying uh, them saying we need a violinist to come up to a different car, right? And so, what we need to ex- explain right now is the back of the train is the lower class, and it goes up in class system right every train car mm-hmm. i don't know how many train cars there are it almost seems there's enough yeah it almost seems like there's at least three train cars per class okay so they're they're saying we need somebody and this guy's like i used to play for some like the boston symphony yeah symphony or something mm-hmm. something but his wife plays better but they chose him, <laughs> and so he's the guy, right? Yeah. Uh, the thing that got me was the way the soldiers acted mm-hmm. towards these people. Like, they're all dirty. Yeah. They all obviously are poor. Yep. Some of them are missing limbs, mm-hmm. um, and they look very cramped. Well, they are very cramped. Yeah. Uh, like overpopulated cramped. Yeah. And so when these soldiers come in, they kind of remind me of like the Gestapo. Like what, yeah, what you bit. think of, you know, during World War Two. That or what we're seeing in China right now. Yeah. Yeah. Where they're just dragging people. Yeah. Yeah. The the man that they that they choose to be the violinist, he's only going to be able to go by himself. And his right. wife has to stay behind, and he he kind of and protests. He's he like, "Well, I just that. won't do it." And so they beat the woman in the face with the back of one of their guns. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Okay, this is the kind of movie we're getting yep. into." Yep, sure is. So the woman's there, right? Yes. Tilda Swinton. Not at first. No. No. Tilda Swinton comes in after. I'm kind of jumping ahead a little bit with Tilda. Okay. Uh, so explain what's going on. Well, we get an introduction to Chris Evans' character, who is Curtis. His name is Curtis. Right. And we find out that Curtis, along with John Hurt's character, who is Gilliam, Mm -hmm. is planning a revolt. They're going to try and make their way to the front. And uh, we, we find out that through their food bars... They have been receiving messages in little pellets. Interesting. Messages in food. Yes. Where have we seen that before? We also get introduced to Octavia Spencer and her child, Timmy. And Octavia Spencer looks like she's been beat up a lot. She has a droopy eye. Octavia Spencer gets a little more beat up and roughed up. So you kind of think she looks that way the whole time. But at first, she's not She's not terribly bad. Oh. All I know is that... This has a lot of Oscar-winning potential, mm-hmm. and it didn't win an Oscar. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So so we get to that part where the revolt happens. Yeah. And what happens is that the soldiers come in after they've already taken the man. They've gone through this. They're coming in to gather all the children up for a, uh, what did they call it? A health check. A health check. Yeah. And what and, does a health check persist of? Uh, well, this woman comes in in a yellow outfit. I mean, everyone else is so drab, and she comes in in this bright yellow elf- what outfit. What does she look like? Like she's clean and well-fed. She's a clean, 
chubby woman. Yeah, she's very well fed. In a very clean outfit. Yes. And she comes in with a tape measure mm-hmm. and measures children. Yes. I'm like, how is this health? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you need to know how tall it is, but they're not checking anything else. And so they take this one man's son yeah, and Octavia Spencer's son, son. Timmy, yeah, and which she tries to protest. And that's when she gets beat up. Yeah, they beat the crap out of they her. They really do. Yeah, and so they take those two children and leave the rest. And uh, a shoe, someone threw their shoe at the woman in the yellow. Yes. It was kind of weird because her head starts bleeding and Mm -hmm. she, like, tastes her own blood. Yeah, she's weird. It is a little weird. It's like... Like, she's got some kind of a, a thing with her taste buds. Or she's just weird. So this is where Tilda comes in. All right. So, yeah, Tilda Swinton comes in. She is a very loud, brash woman. Minister Mason. Yep. Her name is now Mason, not Salt. So we got that going on. (laughs) What? Nothing. And she decides that she's going to make an example. Yes. They... Strip this guy's down a little bit, you know. They, they take his shirt off. And they open up a hole in the train and stick his arm through it. Yeah, they put a cuff on it first. Mm-hmm. So he can't move his arm in or out. And he he is the father of the one boy right. that was taken. And he's the one who also threw the shoe. Yes. And my favorite line that she said is she's holding the shoe and she goes, This is a size 10 chaos. Yeah. <laughs> it's so... So funny. Um, they also said something later. It probably isn't even here, but they call it the whole wide train. That's what Timmy calls it. Okay. He he had that food bar, and they were trying to get the food bar from him. And uh, Chris Ev- or Curtis goes, "What what would you want?" And he goes, "In the whole wide train." And you're like, "Oh, that's yeah. heartbreaking." That's his whole world, right? <laughs> exactly. There. It's our beta fish would be like, you mean in the whole wide tank? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so they pull the guy's arm out, and then they hit it with a sledgehammer, and now the guy is an amputee. Yeah, yeah. They left it out there for seven minutes was his punishment. Right. So the world is so cold at this point that if you left your arm out for seven minutes, it would freeze. That's insane. That is insane. And frightening. Yeah. So... They decide that they're going to control the train. To control the engine is to control the entire world. Mm-hmm. We see the the letter W on stuff. Yeah. Well, Mr. Mason also says uh, Mr. Wolford. Yeah. Wolford. W- Wilford. Oh. Wolford? Yeah. Wilford. Okay. She just says it weird. And so we find out the guns are useless. That bullets are extinct. Yes. At, At least, least that's the theory that's right the now. theory. And so they use these barrels. And, like oil drum barrels. Yeah. yeah. And they like use them as kind of battering rams to stop the gates from closing. Yes. So they, they can go through to mm-hmm. the next car. Mm-hmm. And so what I put down here was there's a lower class revolt. Yes. As soon as they find out that bullets aren't in, the, in their guns, mm-hmm. there's a fight going on. Yes. And we got our main cast... Moving forward. 
almost almost the full main cast. Right. Yeah. It's really interesting. They they take uh, Mason hostage. Yeah. Which gets everyone to stop fighting and everything. And she says that she'll take them to the front as long as they kill Wil- Wilford. And they ask her why she would do this. And she goes, because I want to live. Yeah, makes sense. It's like she has no loyalty to anyone. Oh, no. She, she... She doesn't care how. She just wants it now. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) She has a a lust for violence. Yeah. She's a very uh, brash person. So they want to get to this prison car to uh, unfreeze some people a la Demolition Man. And I don't even know if they're frozen. I don't understand how they're, they're in stasis of some stasis sort. Is. Yeah. Um, and that's how they keep them from interacting with other people. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. prisoners. Yes. So they wake them up and they offer them drugs to get them to the front of the car. Yeah. Uh, Crone oil. Yeah. And they look like little cubes. Yeah. That they can smush up like putty. That we see later. Well, I and think it's they're flammable. I think they're fuel cubes or something. Well, whatever it is, or they're residue of some sort. Yeah, yeah. whatever it is, it's it definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy's name is Nan, and they use a translator at first. Yeah, they don't show him using the translator most of the rest of the movie. We see it again towards the end. It, yeah, but still, most of the time, I think he understands what's going on. Yeah. and they wake up his daughter as well. Yes. And I didn't find out her name until then, close to the end. Yeah. It's like and Yona. Nan lights up a cigarette that I don't know how old that cigarette is, but they're well, all amazed that he's smoking. We find out that they've been on the train for at least 20 years. Yeah. So they've been there since the beginning. Yes. Um, yeah, and they offer him to drugs to lead him to the engine. And we see kind of like they look out the window and we finally get to see the frozen planet. Yeah, this car is the first time some of these people have seen the outside ever. Yeah. And the people that are old enough, they are seeing this for the first time in a long time. Yeah. I wrote down one word, Paul. I don't know why. He, he's the dude making the food. Okay. So Paul's making this food. Yes. And it's bugs. Yeah. Uh, Which isn't terrible no it's not terrible but at the same time you don't want to find out that that's what you've been eating yeah well though there are plenty of countries that eat bugs on a regular basis we even see in like asian markets where they've got specialty fried critters basically (laughs) right her name's yona by the way right oh they've been they've been on the train for 17 years yeah Yona is her I name? I believe that was her name, Yona. Okay, so I have it right here. So they said her name. Yeah, they did. I just close. didn't catch it very early. Um, and I put down that she's clairvoyant. Yes. And uh, Curtis even asks her if she is. Yeah. But she can see what's ahead uh, in the train like cars. the next train car she knows what's going on. And uh, I wrote down black mask thugs. Yeah, she's like, don't open the door and it's mm-hmm. too late. I don't understand how those people can see through those masks, but I, I guess you can. Uh, infrared. Yeah. I guess. Not not during the sun. So. Is this the fight in the dark? This is the fight. 
the Black Mask gang that you've nicknamed have a axe axes in every one of their hands. Yes. And you're like, does our does our people people we're rooting for do they have weapons? Yeah, they got some weapons. Yeah, they got a, a little bit. Uh huh, a little bit. Um, By the way, John Hurt's character is walking on peg legs. I think. Oh, it's like... And he's got, like, a broom handle for one arm. Yeah. And like, he's like that dude from uh, Family Guy, uh, yeah. Seamus, the, the peg leg, peg, peg arm leg guy. Pete. He's basically a, uh, a yeah. bobber. Yeah, uh, he's he's lost quite a bit of limbs. So, they bring the, a fresh fish out. Yeah. And dip their axes in that, in front of these people. And it's like, these people haven't seen a fish in 17 years. And what was the purpose <laughs> of that, do you think? I think it might have been an intimidation or maybe there was something in the fish. I don't I don't know. Yeah, it was weird. It was an odd thing. Um maybe it's from a different culture that we're not aware of. Maybe. It's like um an example. Yeah. And so this fight is pretty brutal. Oh, yeah. Probably the biggest action scene until the end of the movie. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And we just see people just being stabbed, killed, beat mm-hmm, up, mm-hmm. hurt. And then a kid runs in with a torch. Yeah, well, oh, they stop for uh they they, they, they break have through an, some they ice. They have an impact and then they they're heading into a tunnel mm-hmm. to which uh all of the the hooded people put on infrared goggles yes. so that they can, you know, do that so that they can see. And Curtis remembers that one of the children stole the matches yep from nam nan nam nan it's m nam yeah uh from nam and so he makes a call to this child to Mm -hmm. bring bring fire and so it's kind of like an olympics type thing yes you know you see you see them bringing all kinds of, by the time they get to them there's several people with torches now mm-hmm. and so they've brought light to this battle to make it even and that infrared vision is just useless at yes. that point yes yeah and so uh everything kind of clears up eventually and well people are dead so uh i was looking at my notes yeah and Minister Mason was not taken hostage earlier. She she was watching this part. And right before the fight, she had said, 74% of you are going to die mm-hmm. as punishment for this. Yes. And so she watches from behind the line. Mm-hmm. One of the guys in in the mom, and I think it's I think it's the creepy dude. The, yeah. Yeah. He's here and he grabs a hold of Edgar. Mm-hmm. And this is where Curtis makes a choice whether to save Edgar's life or, or everybody else. Continue to go to Mason. Right. And he turns his back on Edgar and Edgar gets stabbed and dies. Right. But he takes Mason. So this is where she actually is taken. It wasn't earlier. Okay. There's so much that happens here yeah. that it's hard to keep everything linear. Yeah, right. That's why, I, like, my notes are just garbage today. <laughs> um, I, I put down friend is dead, then I wrote down the word shower. Yes, 
in this train car right past this as they open the door they find showers okay and so i'm like this is the first shower some of these people have ever seen could you imagine the bacteria on all these people oh my gosh yeah it'd be bad yeah yeah um gilliam comes up through this octavia and uh the the man the father they come up and octavia and the man want to continue forward yes and i believe this is also where yeah curtis is like i'm gonna have to go mm-hmm. and, and leave a lot of you behind and that's sort of what gilliam also suggests is that a lot of these people are hurt or dead now yeah they can't continue to go so they're up. gonna so they're gonna go forward with just this small, a small band crew. of people yes and they go into the next car and they see an aquarium they see peaches they see fresh food is what i'm trying to say yes what's really interesting is they come when they're they're going through their aquarium car mm-hmm. there's a sushi bar yes and and Mason's like, oh, you guys are really lucky to come through here right now because we only have sushi twice a year, you know. And it's like, so they all it's like, would you would you like to eat some sushi? And they're like, well, duh. So yeah. they all sit down, and uh, she's about to partake as well. And Curtis goes, no, you get to eat this, and hands her uh, a protein, a protein bar. bar, and she kind of just looks really, you know, like I don't want to do this. And he goes. You know what's in there, you know? And so she eats it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, woof. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's probably got a, a gelatinous texture. I mean, I, I I probably wouldn't mind it. It it looks like it was probably like a black licorice jello. Your son ate a scorpion once. Yes, he, he did. He did not mind. Yes, he did. It was in a candy sucker. Yeah. They see peaches. They see a greenhouse, you know, Fresh food is being grown inside this place. It's fascinating. They also go through a meat locker or see a yeah, meat they, locker. Yeah, they go through a meat locker. There's uh, what looks like probably cow or pigs. Yeah. There's definitely chickens. Yeah, and then we go to the weirdest scene in the whole freaking movie. You think so? The schoolroom. The schoolroom is weird. So what happens in the schoolroom? This psychotic teacher... Played Pregnant by teacher. Allison Pill uh-huh. of Scott Pilgrim versus the World, and currently on Picard. Yeah, she's just teaching them about how awesome Willy Wonka is. Wilford. 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 Yes, Wilford. Will. Mister Wilford. Mister Will. Ferd. Ferd. Yep. I don't He's know. He's not Willy Wonka. You cannot convince me otherwise <laughs> anymore. So yeah. Uh, they they are coming they, to the year the year yeah they they're showing like this uh, animated thing about how you know how great Wilfred is and how he created this world for us and that we we should adore him and praise him he's benevolent he loves us and they show this animated thing with the how it crosses where the, the train world. is um, and how they worship the engine yeah and then they're like. See what happened to the last people who tried to escape? And they show yeah. them. And they're, there's these frozen people just frozen in time forever. Or at least until the world until eventually thaws. Up. Yeah. But uh, what's interesting here is when we see those people, Nam specifically pulls Yona over to the window to see it. Yeah. And he tells her, 
about the woman that is in the front. Mm-hmm. And you get the feeling that that's probably her mother. Okay. Yeah. He tells her she was an Inuit and he she taught him everything about snow and how how to survive out there. Yeah. And the Yona kind of looks like she could be have have Inuit in her. Oh yeah. So. Yeah. And, and uh, the, he also kind of lingers on this tail of a plane. Yeah, he's he's cur- he's looking for something specific in one of the scenes. Yeah, and we find out that by by looking, and it's a blink and you'll miss it if you don't realize it's right. there. It's it's a crashed plane. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. It is interesting. Then, also, while this this is happening. Yeah. A giant basket of eggs is being rolled in. Right. And the violinist is playing his violin. That's right. And he looks unrecognizable. Yep. He is cleaned up. Mm-hmm. And he is playing his heart out. Yes. And then I put down teacher and all kills others. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they hand out all the eggs. Well, they hand out eggs to everybody, you know. Oh, and there's a message there's in a one message of the eggs. There's a message in one of the eggs. But what's really because funny. Because messages and food isn't weird. What's really fun? Well, to me, something that that I found funny was that when uh, Octavia Spencer had one of the eggs, yeah. she cracked it open on one of the kids' heads. Uh, the yeah. really well, snotty yeah. kid. That's what you do to snotty kids. You teach them lessons. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, you find out that the teacher has a gun. Yeah. So does the man with the eggs. Yes. And they open fire. And there's bullets in these guns. Yes. Yeah, bullets are um, not extinct. John Hurt is executed. <laughs> yes. Tilda Swinton's character is killed. Curtis kills her. Point blank. Yeah. Um, I was kind of surprised about that, too. And that's, that's yeah, that happened. And I think this is where we get the Franks. Frank the Elder and Frank the Younger, the creepy mm-hmm. dude and the younger creepy dude. This is where they really start to to come up on Curtis and his gang. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're hunting them. Mm-hmm. And it's not hard to hunt in a straight line, by the way. No, <laughs> they know where they're going. There's only one way to get there. So the train starts to go around a curve. Yes, and we get an interesting tit for tat. Yes, he shoots a bullet. the 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 creepy guy shoots a bullet across the gorge yes. at the front of the train or near where they are in the train yes. and it misses them by a millimeter yeah it, i mean just almost hits there them. there's the glass is really thick yes and so you know some bullets have gotten through we get a scene with nam near one of those holes yes and you see a single snowflake float in and he just watches it I was like, that's really artistic. Yeah, There's yeah. There's a lot of artistic um, Bong scenes Bong Joon-ho here. does a lot of artistic things in this movie. Yeah. That it's, this movie is beautiful to yes. watch. yeah. And it's dirty to watch. Yeah. It is grim. It is disgusting. Mm-hmm. But it's beautiful. Yeah. Which is how you there's can a kind lot of describe of, life itself. <laughs> there's a lot of movies that I've kind of described that way in my time. And mm-hmm. I can't remember one off the top of my head right now that was both beautiful and disgusting at the same time. But it's happened. Mm-hmm. They kind of come to an impasse. Yes. The train keeps moving. So they come into some of the luxury cars. Yeah. And we get to see the elite. Yes. In their 
home environment. Yes. And they kind of look like they're in like 30s garb, 30s, 40s. Yeah, they're kind of in like... It's a little weird. Tuxedos and flapper suits or something. Yeah. It's It's just weird. It was odd. We see a spa. Yes. And people are just, Mm -hmm. you know... And so we get to uh, the steam room. Yeah. And creepy dude, older dude, catches up to them here. Right. And... Uh, we lose Octavia Spencer. Yep. She is killed. And I believe the the father of the boy. Yep. He's killed. And then we see an elite dance party. Well, right before that, you know, Curtis, Curtis and Nam think that they have killed the old dude. Yeah. They have not. <laughs> nope. But we we don't realize it here, but he, he's not dead. And so then we get a rave. Right. So I believe our party at this point is now Curtis, Nam, and Yona. Yes. Yeah, and, it's the final three. Yeah, they're they're getting much closer to the front of the train now. Right. Oh, we see this drug den car. Yeah. Where there's just drugs. There's chrono oil. Yeah. Those cubes, and so every table, Nam and Yona pick them up. Yeah. They pick up all of them. They're like, drug, drug, drug. Yeah. This is my drug. Yes. I like drugs. Yum, yum, yum. And so uh, they keep going. Oh, as they're going through this drug den, Nam and Yona pick up fur coats. Yes. And fur accessories. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, that's interesting. I don't yep. know why they need them, but okay, maybe it's just because they want them. Because they're leaving. Well, that's, that's the impression we get later. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, um, they get to the engine room. Yeah, they get to the, the car right before the engine. And Curtis, by this point, is really angry. Of course he is. He's, he's, he's worked up all the way. and He lost Bucky. He lost Captain America. Yeah, yeah. Red Skull's next, you yeah. know. He, he's, he's mad. This whole thing is crazy. So, Nam doesn't want to open this door he says i want to open that door and it's the door to the outside yep yeah and he's like are you crazy (laughs) (laughs) they fight here and i i think it's one of those those fights of just frustration more than anything yeah most likely it's not that they're really angry with Mm -hmm. each other they're just Tension so high that this is all they know what to do because their their animal brain has come out. Right. And so the lady from the beginning in the yellow suit. Augustus Gloop's daughter. Yeah. She comes out. She opens the door and invites Curtis in. She's wearing a yellow robe now. Yes. He goes in and they they leave the door open. Mm-hmm. I was kind of surprised that she left the door open. And here we see Ed Harris yes. for the first time. Mm-hmm. And he's eating, I think. Or he's, he's making about to. a steak. Yeah. Or making steaks. And he's discussing, you know, life as he knows it. Mhm. He says that uh the back of the uh, the train they used to be cannibals. Yeah, they uh, would eat each other. That that was actually him talking to Nam. Oh, was it? Yeah, we we glossed over that. That eh, don't matter. Yeah, I mean, you find out that Curtis used to eat babies. Right. 
um, he changed his and ways. And that's why people had missing limbs. It's yes. not just because they were being punished and no. having limbs chucked out the, the, the hole. Yeah, uh, you found out that when they got on the train, they weren't being fed no. at all. It took like a week or two weeks for them to start getting food to these people. Yeah, so and they so, started eating each other. And and Gilliam, John Hurt's character, was the first one to offer up mm-hmm. his arm. It was like, don't, don't, don't kill that baby. And that baby was Edgar. Yep. So, you know, it's all really bittersweet how this environment has worked itself out. And right. So he gets in there with Wilford and... I don't think it's what he expected at all. This car is right next to the engine. It's clean. It's spacious. It's spotless. It's, yeah. And uh, he's got like bookshelves or something. Or maybe yeah. his his compartments come out. Yeah, there's a bunch of compartments. Yeah. Which kind of look like chocolate bars. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Kind of. I'll give you that one. Just saying. <laughs> They they start talking and eventually Wilfred offers Curtis the key. Like he's like, This this can be yours. And then he tells him also that this is what Gilliam wanted. Yeah. And you find out that Gilliam has been working with Wilford mm-hmm. this entire time. Yeah. And they show a scene in the back where people are being executed again. Yes. Yes, and so he's they're like, thinning out the back seventy two percent, right? Seventy four. Seventy four percent. And uh, uh, he was going to be gracious and save, I think, eighteen. Hmm. Because they just had passed the year yeah. mark, so it's eighteen years right. now. And we see how cruel Wilford really is because he's talking about how you have to keep the population in check, which, to a degree, is absolutely true. Yeah. But there's ways to to do that mm-hmm. instead of executing people. Maybe say, don't have babies right now. You know? Yeah. That could and be that, one thing that, to that, do. That, you know, sometimes that's unavoidable. But, like, I couldn't imagine being in the poor section and going, you know what? I think I'm going to bring a kid into this world. <laughs> right. So, he says that the plan all along was to have people in the back come up front. I thought he said that. No. No? No. What did he say? Um, Well, first of all, he told Curtis that he is the first person to walk the entire length of the train. Right. Which is not true. What do you mean? The lady in the yellow, she walked all the way back to the back of the train to get all those kids. Maybe she didn't walk. Little honky. (laughs) (laughs) maybe he meant first man i don't think that's true either but i don't know yeah maybe maybe she didn't go to the very back section of the train right and that's what he's talking about but i'm like eh, that's that's a false statement while this is happening with wolford we get a glance back to the rest of the train Mm -hmm. the uh the creepy killer dude yeah he's still alive and he's making a beeline for the front. Right. And he's almost there. The people from the upper class sections mm-hmm. are coming to the front to fight back now. Right. And so Nam and Yona are kind of on their own. Yeah. And they, they turn the drugs 
into plastique. Yes. And they put it on the door. Well, and they're gonna try and they light did, it. but ah, uh, yellow yellow robe girl mm-hmm. took it. Yeah. So it's in with Wilford at the moment. Okay. So right now they're just trying to save themselves. Right. And one of the most disturbing scenes happens somewhere around here is where he shows kind of what's powering. Yes. The... He's like, the the engine is eternal, mm-hmm. but some of the parts aren't. Yeah. They've become extinct. Yes. Because little people used to run this thing. <laughs> little people used to power this thing. So here's where and everybody really talks about the Willy Wonka connection. Well, there's a giant W somewhere. Everywhere. The Tilda Swinton character is very similar to Veruca Salt. Mm-hmm. Um, the woman in yellow is clearly Augustus Gloop's daughter <laughs> because she's she tasted her own blood. She loves the taste of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know. So what do you, what do you expect? It's it's a little weird. The guy the guy working for Wilfred happens to be a friend. Like Slugworth. He's like Slugworth. So I can see the similarities. I can see the conspiracy theory. Every car was different and unique. Just like every room was different and unique. Didn't we hear someone call this a Wonka train? Yes. (laughs) I mean. It's very funny. It's like, what if, what (laughs) if Charlie had grown up to be a psycho? He did. (laughs) Grandpa Joe died in the elevator. He had the bends. (laughs) You know, stuff happens. So anyway, yeah, we see the we see the kid. It's uh, what's his name? Timmy, Kenny, yes, Timmy, Timmy, and and he says his name, but the kid no. doesn't really respond. Everybody who was taken, yeah, I think went through some kind of hypnosis. Yeah, either that or some kind of brainwashing. Brainwashing. Yeah. So Timmy is putting his arm in. In, in a tube pulling out black sludge. Right. Over and over and over again. Yep. He does this 24 hours a day. I guess. He's got to sleep at some point. I mean, it's just it's crazy. We, we also see another kid come out of a cubby hole and walk well, into yeah, the engine so room. Curtis, Curtis puts his arm down into the gear mm-hmm. to stop it because he wants to save Timmy. And then we see the other little boy that was taken come out from under the cupboard. Yeah. Because the the engine block, I guess, was coming into the room. Right. And so that little boy got into into that, uh, and it had controls. He did some stuff, and it the engine block went back, back into in. place. And it's like, this is the weirdest thing ever. Right. And then they wrestled the plastique from the Augustus yes. Gloop's daughter. <laughs> and... They get yeah, a match. Yona, Yona gets it. Um, they light that match. The kid, well, Timmy, is saved at this point because he's pulled out of that thing. Yeah. Nam, I think, got shot. Yeah, he's he's dead. He's yeah. dying or dead. He's, he's dying because what happens is they blow that plastique up. And as it's about to go off, Curtis, Curtis loses his arm. Yeah. Because the gear starts back up. Mm-hmm. But Curtis and Nam hug Timmy and Yona to shield them from the explosion. Right. And then everything just ends. The entire train derails. Yes. Seemingly, we only have two survivors, Timmy and Yona. Yes. 
And they're just standing in the snow. So when, like, the train cars are just scattered everywhere. Yep. Yona and her father, uh, Nam, had adult size yes coats so we see yona out in the snow first and then she brings timmy out and i was like wait a minute timmy is in an outfit that is perfectly sized for him how did not that necessarily happen? it's it's oversized it's it's, it's kids big. it's still kid sized i disagree i don't because as a short person i know how that would fit on him it's that traveling pants thing Oh, BS. It, it just, like, uh, so, comes so to your measurements. If we're in the Wonkaverse, maybe it's it's form-fitting form on purpose. Form-fitting fur coats. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that makes yeah. sense. So, anyway. So, they, they're allegedly the only two people on Earth. That's what they think, alive. yes. Mm-hmm. We see a polar bear, and it's alive. Yeah. And it's been alive. Yes. Now, polar bears cannot withstand below no. zero that far no. below zero Mm-mm. where a person freezes to death no also i think now you can just debate this forever i think off in the distance we see a small smoke like trail oh i don't going know up. so Maybe. that means a chimney is going yeah nam had said that he had when talking with curtis had mentioned the fact that he looks for that plane every year. Yeah. And it's got it's it the more snow more is shown. melting. Yeah, so the world is going back it's to normal. Recovering. Now, is it going to be recovered now? No. Probably not no. since we saw a guy's arm get frozen yes. completely yes. off. But it it is becoming more inhabitable. Right. So, so that's where we end. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, they're going to get eaten by the polar bear. Yeah, they roll credits before the kids are <laughs> mauled by bears. But to say that those are the only people that are left on Earth is probably naive because you can build down. Yeah. And how many civilizations probably went underground? Right. Like when the Army of the Twelve Monkeys uh, released yes. a virus, yes. uh, people went underground. Yes. That happened. I mean, that's a that's that a happened good in 1999. <laughs> that's a good example of how you you adapt and survive by going where underground. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, people do not like the end of this of this movie. It is highly criticized. I can by understand that. Many people. We had at least two people talk about it on our Facebook wall. I understand it. Mm-hmm. I still liked it. I like it when a movie just ends with no explanation whatsoever. That's why I'm a big David Lynch fan. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to have an ending. It could just end where it ends, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Those people would probably hate my, one of my favorite movies. What's that? 2001 Space Odyssey. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they would. You, you want to talk about an ending that gives you nothing. Right. <laughs> yeah, even the sequel made no sense. I... I like the sequel, and I will fight you. You can fight me all you want. <laughs> I don't care. So anyway, that's the end of this movie. Yes. Let's see here. We talked about the Wonka stuff. Uh-huh. And there's a video on YouTube. There's a couple videos a couple. on YouTube now mm-hmm. about how this movie is probably most likely a direct sequel to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And there's some stretches. I get it. 
it's it's just fun speculation. It's not to be taken seriously. Oh, yeah. If you take it too seriously, grow the hell up. <laughs> it could have been a story that was inspired by oh, Roald Dahl's uh, book. book. Yeah. I tended, I, I watched this movie one time alone, and I was like, somebody else has got to see this movie. <laughs> and I found out Sarah saw the movie. Uh-huh. And so she and I talked about it. She had a different opinion on stuff, and I'm like, nope. You're the wrong person to talk to. <laughs> so, so I made you watch it, uh-huh. and you were just confused. The first time I watched it, I was like, "What? What am I watching?" Right. And and so, like, I've watched this movie about five times, mm-hmm. and every time I'm like, I get a little bit different takeaways. Mm-hmm. And this time it was uh, the class system. Yeah, how the class system really worked. It was kind of interesting yeah it's worth watching at least once right so anyway you can watch this movie on netflix also if you like our podcast go to facebook we have a facebook page is it a page or a wall it's a page it's a page i don't know what they call it they call it a page damn you zuckerberg (laughs) it is happy fun time movie hour we also have a twitter feed is it a feed or a page? It's a feed. <laughs> <laughs> we have a Twitter. It is at Funtime Movies 1. That is Funtime Movies and the number one. Like us there. Share our stuff. You can find us on Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora. And just about everything else. Yeah. And you could go to ratethispodcast.com slash movie and give us a rating. Yep. You can sure do that as well. It will help direct you to where to go. I'd like to also thank the people that uh, have joined our Facebook page that Mm -hmm. we don't know. Yeah. Um, Welcome. Hey there, people. If you're even listening. (laughs) Some people just find us and go, hey, I like movies. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. But, uh. But that's that's neither here nor there. Go watch a movie.